Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, this is Pablo Sabaleta. This is Troy Dini. This is Kevin Phillips. This is Jürgen Klopp, and you're listening to The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jürgen. Look, I travel to all these interviews from Barcelona. And our socios keep us on the road. This independent podcast simply wouldn't happen without them. Please head to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now. Join us, become a socio, a member, and you'll get extra big interview content every month, plus lots of bonuses. We need you. We can't do this without you. The big interviews are coming thick and fast this season you can't deny already so far Quinton Fortune and now a champion of England an unlikely one but nonetheless somebody with a Premier League winner's medal the interviews are coming thick and fast but so are the matches uh, which is why you might hear some background noise as I record this intro I'm standing outside the mighty Santiago Bernabeu just ahead of commentating on Real Madrid against Getafe speaking of this club this guest Christian Fuchs of Leicester and Austria, that's his name, talks about the joy working with Real Madrid legend Raul at Schalke, talks about the horrific experience of being bullied by his all-time hero Dietmar Kubauer when they worked together, initially having queued up to get his autograph, joined the same club, played together and Kubauer went through him every day at training. A brutal lesson, but a theme that comes up again and again in the big interview. The modern game doesn't allow for treatment like that, but is it sometimes the making of a man? And finally, if you get in touch with Christian Fuchs on Instagram, it proves that there's a fair likelihood he'll not only get back to you, maybe challenge you to something, and stay friends with you for a long time. And while we're on the subject, thanks to my friend Liam DC and the Dorothy Goodman School for a mum and ambassador for helping them set up this smashing chat with a very interesting Austrian defender. Thanks, guys. Part one of Christian Fuchs. It's the big interview with me, Graham Hunter. Always look for us at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Please support us, join us, keep us on the road, become a socio, but at all costs, enjoy part one of Christian Fuchs. The big interview has had many um, special experiences, um, but to go watch um, Austrian football legend, uh, Christian Fuchs, conducting the crowd against Valencia because his most important part of his pre-season friendly against Valencia was the love affair with the crowd that was there. But here we are in his, uh, in his manor in Leicester, talking about um, 
what made you so special. Christian, welcome to the big interview and thank you for your time also. Thank you for the nice words. I never had a better introduction than that. That's you ain't amazing. heard nothing yet. That's amazing. Christian, wait what's coming up next. Christian, no, what's coming up next is something, is a name of a, of a person and that almost nobody will have heard of outside Austrian or maybe Spanish football. I'd like to start with Didi Kubauer. Yeah. And I want to know how it is that with his atrocious behaviour towards you, he helped make you the man you are. That's very true. So you really did your researches, huh? Well, I remember him for real, so say that, as being the guy who got the most bookings in the shortest space of time ever. He, like, was, a, he was a special character. He was really special. Strong character. I mean, honestly, when he, when he was my age that I am now, and I was back then, I think it was 17, 18 or so, when I came into, into the first team of Mattersburg, it's completely different to what, it is, what the setup is at the moment between young and older players. So I was literally, for the five years that I played for Mattersburg, I was frightened of him. Mm-hmm. Very, very frightened. Uh, because of the character he is, I mean, I mean you ex- ex- described it the best way, that he got the most yellow cards, most red cards, I don't know what else. He had the biggest mouth of all. He, he was simply... He simply tried to win every single game, every single game in the training, and he made you feel that you... Well, he, he, looking back now, I think he just wanted to, to get the maximum out of me, but back then uh, I thought he just wants to humiliate me. That, that's how it felt, but again, it, it, it gave me that extra push, looking back now again. That, that probably made me do the next step after the next step after the next step, which, which made me the, the player I am, which made me, at the very beginning of my career, probably build the foundation of everything that will follow then. I mean, after, after going through his school, let's call it like that, I, I went to Germany, on to Leicester, obviously, being the Premier League, and, and I still believe the way he shaped me back then. I mean, there, there were scenes, obviously. We, we played a game away against Reed. Reed, nobody will know that. No. They are now in the second league. And I was like, I had a impossible angle, like at the six-yard box. And I decided to shoot instead of playing across where he was completely free. And basically, he was shouting out to the manager then, why do we even need him? Why do we need him? And, you know, me being 18, 19 years old, it doesn't really feel good. <laughs> if, if, you, if you can see that the, the captain of your team is talking to the manager and asking why we even need him. Um, but this was only one of, say, 20, 30 of those. But let me ask, doesn't it sting a little bit more? Because, you know, when you've been a kid, you've queued up to get his autograph, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> National yeah. team... Now, it, the national team didn't come play in Saltern, but where did they play? Neukirchen? Neunkirchen. Neunkirchen. They come and... and uh, so your pronunciation is pretty good. Thank you very much. Yeah, it is. It is. See, I, I, at least I understand what you mean. It doesn't happen <laughs> to often. <laughs> Compared to when I speak yeah. fast in Scottish. Okay, point taken. Touche. Um, that's a DD experience for me you've just given. I'll, I'll grow. I'll improve my pronunciation <laughs> and my language. But, like, you know, if we do anything in this podcast series we try to speak to the listeners and we, we share an experience with them now everybody who listens to this everybody who works on it has 
if not idolised somebody, somebody in some sport has inspired them. You want to, there's a saying in Britain and Scotland, they never meet your heroes or your heroes have feet of clay. But at that stage, when you're a kid, long before you play together, you know, he's the guy whose signature you want, and, and at one stage he gives it to you? Or yeah, well, I was queuing up for 20, 25, I don't even know how long, maybe it was 45 minutes, because, like you said, the Austrian national team played, playing the friendly against, uh, I don't even know anymore who it was, it doesn't really matter, but I was standing there like, did he, did he, did he? Straight, a straight arm with the pen in my hand, with a piece of paper in my head, and he was ignoring us for like 30 minutes. Finally, I got my, my signature still in my parents' house hanging on the wall, I believe. And, and yeah, and then when you play with that, that person that you idolize, obviously, when you're, when you're very young, when you're a teenager, it's a special honor. And again, you, you're probably more listening to him and you're more quiet. You, you just shut up when he has something to say because after the play, he is playing, obviously, at Real Sociedad, I think mm -hmm. that was, and was. then Wolfsburg. So. Rapid Vienna successfully Rapid, too. Yeah, yeah, of course. That that was big times then. Yeah. That's that's what made everything else possible for yeah. everybody. So yeah, it was kind of a tough five years. But we, we we had an interview yesterday in this series and, and often during these chats, footballers talk about the, the training ground behaviour in a different way. And very often the thing you've described there or the things they tell us about in the modern time, it just sounds like bullying. But each of them, it is. each of them who've come it this is. far and we want to speak to, have drawn something other than bullying from it. Now, again, if my um, reading research is right, when he or other players in the team might give you a kick or knock you over, either testing you out or malice or let's see if the little kid with a special left foot has got any bollocks or what, you, you again, you reacted to that properly. Well, well, before I before I signed with Mattersburg back then, I was 16 when I had my first trial training with them, and obviously there were he was playing there, some other players, some other very experienced players with big names in Austria played there, and they were pretty rough. And again, he was one guy was Herfried Zabitzer. He was a a tank of a of a striker, and he obviously knocked me over. Then Didi knocked me over. And two minutes later, Didi was on the ground. But I just got up without... When he, they knocked me over, I, I, got, I got up. I was like, okay, that's what it is. I got to adjust to that. That was my, my, my attitude back mm. then, or still is it. And I got up, and that, that impressed the coach back then, mm -hmm. that I just knocked him over the same way and made him feel some pain. Do you know where that came 16 from? 16 years old and he was like 30 years old. Exactly. So did you already know, like for example, you tell a story about um, some people around you not liking success. So your teacher said, um, said to you when you were beginning to flourish as a footballer where and you were still you at school. Where do you get all these infos? That's insane. I, I'm kind of like a Scottish superhero. Oh, are you calling them? I, tra I track yeah. down bad teachers all around the world yeah, that's good. I like and that. I punish them. Yeah, that's good. They Sometimes that. they never are seen again. <laughs> But he does. <laughs> he comes to you because everybody's had a bad experience at school. Like everybody, doesn't matter yeah. if it's listening to yeah. the podcast. But you're talented and still at school. And he, he comes and he says to you, I'm going to destroy you. Yeah, right? It was like that, yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, first of all, it was important to finish my school because we all know that it can happen really fast. That one incident and, and your career is done. And I was back then, like I said, 
18 years old, 17 yeah. years old, so just on the verge and you never know what's going to happen or where it's going to develop to. So that was my main priority to finish my school. But yeah, I then played most of the games, if not all the games for Mattersburg in the highest Austrian league. And and I simply believe it had something to do with jealousy. Mm-hmm. But you, you got to bear in mind that probably in Austria, you're not getting paid a lot. So he probably believed that I'm making millions of, of euros back then where he probably has a better salary than I, I do <laughs> because, you know, being a teacher is, a, I think, a good, well-paid job and and knowing the numbers in Austria, it's not comparable. So w- with any other league, with any other big league like yeah. in England. So I, I think it was pure jealousy that he came over to me and literally I was sitting there like I'm sitting now. Mm-hmm. He was standing up here. I, I have this picture literally in front of me. And he was looking down at me and saying, I destroy you. And I just, my reaction, because, you know, it was not just that he said it that particular time for the first time. It was a, it was a, it was a process that built up. And my reaction back then was, maybe it was good, maybe it was not good. But that's simply how I am, that I'm very straight and direct with people. That I told him this and I'm, you're a joke to me because of how he behaved in front of one of his students, which is When you're an educator, when, when you're somebody who's supposed to, you're not just teaching, you're supposed to take responsibility for the growth yeah, of the and kids. and you're shaping kids, you know. There you go. You're shaping kids. And, and for me, it was just a bad example of, of teaching and, and for all the other schoolmates as well. I mean, that's something that's simply unacceptable in my eyes. And, and short after, I just exit school just to re-enter and redo the same year again, and then I finished my school without problems, and because I had the support of the school, and they knew what what happened, so, so, yeah, they supported me very well. I don't want to come up with big conclusions. These are these are questions, not not conclusions. Yeah. But like, so when you treat a bully of a teacher like you're a joke, rather than feeling crushed, when the tank striker or DD are knocking you over, what does that owe to? You know, you weren't, you didn't, you didn't grow up a farmer, but you've said that you milked cows. I did, and I you, did, yeah. So, um, parental influence, something that's there inside you, what you did when you were a kid, because the the, the country makes tough kids. Yeah. Why, by the time you're we still, we all know by our history. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it's the truth. If you work on the land, hours are long, jobs are tough, shoveling shit isn't everybody's number one choice of career. Yeah. Um, but it needs to be done in a farm. So when you're getting knocked around at Marksburg for the first time and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, what I'm going to do is get up and knock them over, did you already know you had that? And where does that kind of strength at that young age come from? I only enjoyed playing football, and that was simply the way I did it. I, where did it come from? I think it's just my, my natural. It's natural. Uh, I think it has something to do with how you raise a child that... You don't take all the shit that people uh, bring in towards you, that you stand your own ground. But then again, that, that's how I grew up, you know. For, for me as a kid, I, I didn't have a, 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 a father that was a professional at some point. So everything I have or every, all the success that I mm-hmm. gained in my career was all built up by, by honest work, by hard work and and 
yeah, I guess it was a good start to not take on any of the bullying because, like you said, it is bullying, but I, I see it in a very positive way because this is, I mean, for me, it, it helped me to, to shape my character, to, to stand my ground in football, which I believe is very important and which I think nowadays there's, a, there's some kind of a lack there because you're not, you're not too much allowed to... Well, let, let's say you touch everybody with, with kind of silky gloves. Yeah. And it's not there anymore. It's not are, there anymore. Are we too soft with people? Is that what we're saying? We, you're not well, advocating bullying. I think society changed a lot. And back then, it was seen as normal. I mean, we're talking about 15 years back in time. It's not a long time ago. Yeah, but I mean, regulations change. Laws change, and nowadays, for the smallest thing, you can get in problem in, in trouble. So, it's simply a different, a different age, which which I wouldn't say everything is bad, but I believe this particular part of of getting the players being more tough, mm-hmm. to have to stand their own ground to fight for what they want, I think this gets lost a little bit these days. So, for example, you always believed, looking back, that. Kubauer did it with a motive that wasn't just bullying. You, you retrospectively, you believe that he saw something in you that he could and push. He, and he also told me. Ah. So that was that was for me the most interesting part. That when I when there was the Euros two thousand eight in Austria, I was still playing for Mattersburg, but we all knew that I would leave the club after the Euros to go into a bigger league, which was Bochum then. And literally after the last game, he came over to me saying. I knew you were going to make it. I knew you were going to make it. So that just, right this moment, I realized what he did over the last five years. In those five years for me, it was, it was a tough lesson. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, uh-huh, okay, I got you. I understood what, what he was aiming for. So the guys who are this day being coached by Didi Kubauer, um, don't give up. If you're listening in, stick at it. He's got a good motive. Exactly. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's something that happened with him that we want to pick up in the rest of the interview, that moment with the outstretched arm and the, and the contact and the, and the autograph, which is still hanging on the wall. You, um, irrespective of like the fact that you're a smart guy, a successful businessman, you're inventive, you're really funny, loves creative, football, man. all that, all hey, that, you're... and you've got a really good left foot that separates everything else you do in a football pitch. You've got something that you, you deliberately connect with people, especially the fans. Now, when you go Bochum and their minds, there are things that are interesting in what you do there. But we, like for example. Raul, where I live in Spain, I've lived there for a long time. Raul is a player who I know a little. I watched a lot of. He was crown prince of Real Madrid. It was as if he literally was royalty within the club and out with, and he should have probably gone immediately to a coaching job and then to and be president. Right? 
And he left the club, and he left the club through the back door, and he wasn't particularly well treated. There was a battle of wills between him and the president. Whose club is this really? And you end up playing against him and then playing with him. And one of the iconic things that we see in studying what happened to him at Schalke is that not long before he says, I should have left earlier, this was what I needed, this changed me, and it did. There was a moment where, um, I think just before the winter break, where Schalke won a big game, Neuer's still in goals, the, the fan chiefs and the players make him come to behind the goal and join the fans, in fact, get over the fence and stand with a guy with a microphone and, and sing and chant and lead the chant. Now, just talk to us a little bit about that. One, what I'm talking about, because you know Raul, you played with him, you watched him, what did you learn about him? But also, do you understand what I'm talking about, about how odd that was to see this guy from Spanish football behind the goal singing with the fans at Schalke? I, I can't imagine how it, how it feels when you... When, like, like you said, you have to, he has to talk to you before you talk to him, which is a big standing that he has in Spain. But it's, it's simply a part of the culture in Germany that players, when, whenever you win a game, like usually one of the outstanding players of the game is going to the fans and, and starting the chance. So it was, it was, I think it was just a part of the routine, but he enjoyed it. 100%. I, I mean, the way I got to know him, that he he was very approachable, very much of a gentleman, very nice guy. I, I also believe that the, the the players that had the most success in their career, they, they are very modest. They are happy with what they achieved. Not, th not saying they are resting on that, mm -hmm. because obviously you, you then adjust your goals, but, but he was... A gentleman of a player, and I, I, I'm really honoured that I had this choice to play with him. Did you see anything in training, the daily work where, you know, all hiding is is removed for football players from each other? Did you see things on a daily basis that made you understood what he'd achieved, or or did it just look normal? It looked normal. It looked normal. I mean, I mean, I understand when people like, wow, you train with Raul, you train with Raul, but yeah, guys, that's very true, and I feel honoured that I can play with him but it's my job you know I go there as he goes there to to work my bollocks off to play the for the next game but what I appreciate about him I mean you know he, he didn't need to go to Schalke because he had achieved everything but then when he was at Schalke he was working hard every single time it's it's a great mentality that he had being being obviously the player that he is but still working as hard as he did which was very impressive. He always talked about himself being a self-made player. He always said, I, I don't have the greatest talent and I have to work on my left foot, my right foot, my shielding, my but, heading. But my... he had a massive talent. Seriously, in front of goal, he was lethal. Did you find him? Was it easy to find his movement? What did you like about his movement in matches? He was simply very smart, I think. So when he played for Schalke, he was, he was not playing all the way up front. So no, he was off the nine. Yeah, exactly. Which made him be more... Of more of a connecting player for us so we found him a lot of times in between the lines he was just a connecting player between Jan Glashuntler who was the striker back then and and midfield and defenders and it was simply a joy to play with him I mean one one of the scenes it's it's nothing special but we had like 
the ball. We were winning the game, obviously. We had the ball about halfway line around my position, left back, and we were just playing the ball back and forth without any pressure from the opponent, like five, six, seven times. And the crowd was going, hey, hey, hey. So the, but just, it, it's something very simple, but just to have this with him <laughs> makes me proud, for example, uh, to play a couple of unnecessary passes with the Prince of, of Madrid, of Real Madrid, which, which yeah, is fun to I wish this was, back. I wish this was a visual medium right now. Because, boy, you're smiling. Yeah, it is. I know you smile a lot in life, but, like, the wrinkle lines along your eyes are... It's a big smile. That's age-related. You should know what I'm talking about. I mean, I I didn't find my Nivea cream so far that can't... So I can get rid of those. When you you talked about the ole, ole in the passes, the fan culture comes again there. I want to, you know, focus on... Like, in Germany, it still seems to be one of the things um, that's valuable and, and important that hasn't really come to this country at all. That whole concept about fans coming in cheaper, um, that you've got a responsibility to them. Post- like Because you said it's just something... It's like a little ceremony, isn't it, at the end of the game, where they've yeah. already lined up and the, the guy with the megaphone... Yeah, and- also, I think... I mean, I like what Jurgen Klopp did with Liverpool, that when they win a game, that they make the low line front of fans behind the goal, which is what I was used for seven years to do in, in Germany. Just normal. But it's fun. Yeah, of course. Because, of course to you, but like in this country I see people slagging them off for it. Do you know what I mean? They no. do. And I think that's unbelievably stupid. The connection between players and the fans is, is vital. Well, that's, that's why. I mean, I'm trying to connect with the fans, obviously, a little bit more than probably any other of my teammates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, obviously I made this experience and I, I'm getting joy out of it. That's a great answer. That's the truth. So it's not about like self-promotion it, or... But it doesn't have to be, you know, I, I think it's so stereotyped to just, okay, I'm here now, let's do some autographs. I mean, everybody can do that. You do this enough at the, with appearance at the club. But, for example, last year, and I'm still texting with the guy on Instagram, you know, just yesterday because he broke his collarbone and I wished him all the best in the, in the recovery. But... What, what I did with him is I, I had a post on, on Instagram that we had some football tennis at the training. And there were some cheeky answers coming back. Like if you, if you really have a good matchup, then, then yeah, the doors are open. Just come over. And what, I, what this guy didn't expect is that I answered, name a, name a place and time. So one month later, we are standing there and I'm, I'm just killing him. <laughs> I, I, we played two sets of football tennis to 21 each set and I think they made one point <laughs> and there's a punishment always when you do something with me and they, I think their behind still hurt yeah they had a good red arse but that's something that I like that I enjoy you know I, I mean everybody can can do some autographs or whatever That I think that's yeah it's nice to connect as well but you only have like 10 seconds which, which, with the person which passed like this. But then you, you spend literally half an hour with them on the field. Have fun. I make fun myself because I, I decide what we're going to do. I, only, I don't have to sit down and just write some signatures. I, I the, play football. And there's and a potential it. punishment as well? Yeah, I was pretty sure that I'm not getting punished. <laughs> I was 
pretty sure that's why I picked the game. It's a low risk bet. But you also famously, when somebody drew your attention to um, some girl who'd come to the stadium saying, give me your shirt, whatever, and yeah. you can't notice things like that because if you're paying attention to the game, no, I, there's too many things yeah, you can't exactly. notice. I, but you, you, again, it made a connection with you. You went like, I'm going to have some fun. I, well, it was not, not only that. I mean, I, I, saw, I saw it on Instagram after the game, literally, and I screenshot it, said, if anybody knows those people, let me know. Drop me a text so I can get in touch with them. And yeah, the connection was there then. And they got the shirt. I invite time. I invite them to a game. We had a little meet and greet. It was it was very nice. But you, you say that what I really like. You treat it as normal. But then you said like I, I get fun out of it. I I get joy. Yeah. Like there's so many footballers you meet, and I'm not being critical of them. I'm mean to them. It, this the, you're like speaking Egyptian to them. But, no, because but it doesn't mean anything to them. But, you know, it's your choice, you know. I mean, I also understand the other side that you have so many commitments. I mean, the last weeks in the preseason have been really, really busy. The next two weeks leading to the first game against Manchester, they will be crazy busy. And at some point you just want to relax, you know, and, and have the time for yourself. I mean, I'm sitting here with you mm -hmm. right now, making my son wait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. Mm -hmm. I'm having fun here. So, it, it it's your own choice, I believe, and you should not charge players by not wanting to do it. That's my point. Because everybody it's, is a different character. It's not critical, but what I what I like is the what I believe is that there are some people in your profession who are actually missing out on what could be enjoyment or joy. Because if you don't cross the divide and say, "Well, you're interesting," or "I'd like to know you a little bit." Twice a year, three times a year. Yeah. They won't feel what you feel. But, but see, my, my personal attitude is also not that I'm the star and I'm the footballer and that's it. I, I don't see myself like that. I'm just another guy that can kick the ball maybe a little bit better than anybody else, but that doesn't make me a rocket scientist. I'm, I just You're a bit interested in them? That, you, that you're actually yeah, a bit interested in them? Yeah, exactly. It's very interesting. Thank you for joining us for season 2018-19. We've got huge creative plans for the months ahead, but we do need your help to make them happen. Please go right now to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and become a socio, become a paying member and get an extra big interview every month plus loads of bonus content. Our first socio exclusive big interview for season 2018-19 is with former Manchester United, Atletico Madrid and Bafana Bafana midfielder Quinton Fortune. Last season, socios listened to nine exclusive big interviews including Troy Deeney, Roberto Di Matteo and loads of me talking about football. The Premier League, the Champions League, Spanish football. I'm sure they enjoyed it and you will too. Support us, join us. Thank you.